Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Kevin. It has taken over our chat groups, social media feeds, and TV screens. Blink Empire on Netflix. Everyone's talking about it, and regardless of your personal opinion of it, it's undeniable that Blink Empire has created a wave in pop culture. As residents of Los Angeles working on projects promoting Asian American representation, we actually met Kevin, one of the cast members of the show, years ago through our friends at Wong Fu Productions, whose shorts Kevin has acted in. And Kevin actually hosted a gala where ABG received our very first Cultural Impact Award from Apex in 2019. So we are more familiar with the Kevin before Bling Empire, the Kevin who worked as a model and fitness coach while running his own production company called Taejin entertainment LLCs. The Kevin who has been an advocate of redefining Asian masculinity for many years and has been a motivational speaker at places like TEDx and Google about reclaiming Asian male sexuality in America. So we were really excited to see him land such a large-scale opportunity with Bling Empire and after watching the show we could not wait to get him on the podcast to talk about it. Please welcome to Asian Boss Girl, Kevin Creter. Man, so honored. <laughs> ladies, thanks, ladies. Thanks. Thanks so much for being here. Okay, so let's jump right in, Kevin. How did you even get involved with Bling Empire? Can you walk us through the process? Yeah, so it was very out of nowhere. It was really out of left field because I was back in Philadelphia. I kind of hit like this rock bottom with my career and my life. And I was just like, what am I going to do here in Philly? Like, I love it, but I just don't see myself going anywhere anymore and uh, I did a Huffington Post video I don't know if you guys remember this but it was uh, you're good looking for an Asian guy and it was just like about my life as an Asian male model and dating experiences for Huffington Post and Mm. uh, Kelly actually watched the video and she's like you really have these problems like you should come out of here to LA and found out she's a producer and she was like I want to introduce you to some of my friends out here and if you ever come out, that I'll come out there. And so I did. I visited and I met people. And Kane was one of the first guys I met. Mm-hmm. And I still remember he had these ridiculous red ruby shoes on. <laughs> and I was just like, these are going to be my new friends you want me to hang out with? Okay. <laughs> and, and, and literally, uh, we connected on so many different levels like Buddhism mm-hmm. and, and just where we are in our life, like starting over and not having like a, a secure financial uh, net behind us and I was just moving out there so we really connected in that way and and just shortly afterwards I found out from uh, Kelly she's like you know one of our guys dropped out mm. and would you would you want to be in this show and I was just like you know I'm, I'm, what is it and they're like you know think crazy rich Asians but real life and I was like I can imagine that but uh what do you want me to do you want me to like hold their purses and their bags <laughs> or something like well, you know, that's a little humiliating. That she's like, no, you can be in it. Like, just be yourself. You seem to get along with all everybody here, anyway. Uh, and that's kind of how it started. Oh wow! Wait, and then before this, you're an actor too. We saw you act in Wong Fu Shorts. Yeah. Um, have you done reality TV shows like series before? And like, what did you do to prepare for this role? I auditioned for reality TV shows oh. before, and I got turned out by each one of them. I remember that. I was like so heartbroken when. You know, like an MTV audition didn't go through and I made it to the final casting. I was like, oh, this sucks. So I auditioned. I never got it. Thank God I didn't get it, though, because I don't think I would have gotten this. But um, and I never thought I'd do reality TV because, mm. firstly, I never saw reality TV with Asians in it anyway, or Asian men especially, mm-hmm. or Asians that I wanted to like aspire to be like. So I didn't think it was possible. 
And then even though I was auditioning for it because I never got any, I was like, well, I guess it's just they don't like Asians in reality TV. Mm. And then I, um, I, I got this opportunity and I was like, I remember my acting coach like back then. He told us like, this is a long time ago. This is 10 years ago. And he's like, you know, reality TV, it's not real acting. You know, it's like, they do it for the fame. So I'm like going into this. I'm like, oh, he's going to so disappoint me. <laughs> just like, but I really want to do it. Mm-hmm. I really want to be in this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember his voice in here when I told Jeff. Jeff was the producer as well. I was like, my acting coach is going to hate this, but I will be in your show. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it to the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And so I literally just went in there. They said... Just be yourself. We're going to throw you with your friends and just just be yourself. Be present. And I did that and uh, didn't hold back on anything. And so that's kind of how it rolled for me, at least. Mm, wow. My acting coach is, by the way, proud of me now. Oh, that's, I just okay. want to say that. I went on this podcast and it was an honor and it was amazing. So Yeah. Well, I have a question on that. Did you, have, did you feel like you had to play a character or play mm. into this person, like the purse holder or the driver or whatever that <laughs> the role is supposed to be? Did you feel like you had to become that character more than you normally would be? Look, I think we all act differently when we're around our different group of friends. Mm-hmm. But really, when I'm with that group of friends of mine... I feel really weird sometimes because it's like they live in a whole new world, man. And it's just like so much money and so much flash and the way they argue and get back at each other is different. You know, Mm. like we we just don't talk to each other. They're like, we're just going to sit you on the corner right there or (laughs) we're going to tell you a later time to come to the party. And it's just like, wow, they they really let you know they don't like that person but so mm. i find that this group of friends brought a different side of me mm. um like I, got, I was way more curious than i ever have been in my life because i'm like rich people culture is very different mm. um and so i was really just exploring just for myself i was like fuck production i just want to know yeah <laughs> like and, and they filmed it and i was just like oh wow i didn't know you were gonna keep that stuff i thought you'd be too embarrassed that like the here's this asian guy figuring out how to be a rich Asian and he's not it just it all kind of just fell into place then the premise of the show is quite authentic so you you did actually meet these people and they are your friends so were a lot of the instances like pretty genuine yeah so the production the way they like to do it is like they 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 explained to us it was going to be more like a docu-series Mm. they like we want to document your life we don't want to shoot a tv show um and so I went around telling people yeah it's a docu-series not a reality (laughs) show (laughs) <laughs> but they shot it like a documentary mm. very much oh, so like where it's like you know you tell them your life and what's going on and what you want to present and your stories and they film everything and they also then tell you like okay not everything's going to be in it um, and so they pick out like you know obviously storylines and stuff so it was very much like reality docuseries mm, I would call mm. it so they always told us we don't want you to act because that makes bad reality TV. Mm-hmm. So everything, you know, if you already did it, we can't film it again. And so they just say, hey, what, do you, what are plans happening in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, so Jesse and Cherie were like, oh, I, I'm having a baby. Great, we're going to have a camera person ready just in case if you give birth, you know, at one in the morning. Wow. And oh, they did. Wow. <laughs> and they, and they did. did. You know, it's like... I was, I was very surprised by that one. Right? Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like I had to do much planning for mm-hmm. anything. So I was, they were like, oh, there's a party, you're invited. Great, I can just do that. <laughs> so that's, that's an interesting way to position it. You all, It's almost like you felt like a journalist where you're curious and entering this mm. new world. Yeah. So for our listeners who haven't watched Bling Empire yet, the, you know, the premise is that there is this group of people and all of them are pretty much born into wealthy families, living as multimillionaires and, you know, these very lavish lifestyles. And then and Kevin comes in as someone who is a friend from a quote-unquote normal background, right, who actually works a mm-hmm. job and pays rent. And you're kind of serving as like the narrator for the viewer and, and introducing yeah. them to this world. So you shared that there were a lot of things that you were curious about. What were a couple of things or the one thing that you found the most surprising or even the most like challenging about entering this like really foreign world? I think what was most surprising is I didn't realize how big trust funds trust funds were. Yeah. <laughs> what is a trust fund for people who don't mm-hmm. know, like me? Right. So a trust fund is, it's kind of like an investment you don't ever have to put money in. Somebody else puts money in there for you. Okay. So imagine me, uh, Mel, just telling you, you know what, you're cool. I'm going to invest uh, 
$20 million in your trust fund. You're like, okay, what do I have to do? I'm like, you don't have to do anything. Really? I don't have to do anything? Oh yeah, and by the way, it's gonna grow in value over time and you're going to get like $20,000 a month because it's a trust fund. You get, you get some return on it and we give it to you so you can live off of it. And you're like, really? I don't have to do anything? And I'm like, no, that's, that's right. You, you're just awesome. I just wanna give this to you. That's a trust fund. That's insane. I know. <laughs> to me, I thought it was like she was like a sugar baby or something. Uh-huh. But she's like, no, my dad does it. And I was like, you mean daddy? Like your daddy? <laughs> daddy. And she's like, which daddy? You know? And she's like, no, my dad. I was like, oh, yeah, I want one of those. Those sound, those sound nice. Wait, so people on the show are living off these trust funds then. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna. Anna's got a huge trust fund. Um, Kane. Uh, which I found out that he has a trust fund and an allowance, and I'm just like, what? Wow, double dipping in the pot. An allowance from who? From from his parents? Yeah, yeah. So it's not like an allowance, like, you know, go out and take the trash, and you get $5 a week. It's just more like, hey, thanks for being Kane. Here's an allowance. Oh, my goodness. Just, yeah, well, I mean, like, here's the thing, too. Like, he comes from a smaller allowance now, apparently, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I empathize with him because it's like he's got to work now. Mm. And I think me and him wouldn't probably get along so well if he didn't have the drive to, like, want to work now. Which is great because it's, like, I don't really truly understand not working mm-hmm. um, or at least making your own way. And now he kind of has to do it. Yes, mm-hmm. he has the help from his parents, which is great. But it's, like, I'm never against people having opportunities. It's just, like, are you going to use it? Right. And so I think what I like about Kane so much is that he's he's trying to use it, which is great. I, I might have missed it on the show. What What is his um, current job or what is he working on? Oh, so he wants to do in, uh, real estate. He's, like, building houses mm-hmm. and selling them. And, yeah, me and him just started up, like, a supplement thing together. So it's just, like, he wants to dabble in all these little things. I know he has a candle thing going on. And oh. I love the, candles, is too. It, it's the candles. name Candle. <laughs> <laughs> that is good is it not I'm oh no copyright that copyright that <laughs> yeah can we copyright that and then sell it to him uh, sure i'll take his allowance <laughs> yes yeah, oh my god it's yeah. gonna be one month of your allowance for the copyright i'm actually surprised too so after the show kevin like i'm assuming you could probably have a trust fund now right no are you kidding me Look, I know there was rumors going around like I'm worth a lot, but it's like I have no freaking clue where these people are getting these values from. It feels more like a, like a futures value prediction than the current one, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. Like, I'd like to be worth $19 million someday. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And you're definitely on that path. So this is awesome. I hope so. Over here at ABG, the three of us manage different parts of the business from finance, social media, to producing the podcast. However, one department we all have our hands in is partnerships. Partnerships in the digital world are super important because this is where a lot of the money to run our business can come from. One huge priority for us is to make sure we can get to a place financially to bring on a team and pay them fairly. So brand deals is a huge avenue for that. With only three of us doing the outreach on top of creating content weekly, we need help and that's why we turn to LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is the best version of LinkedIn for sales professionals. Get ready to exceed your 2021 sales goals with the help of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's time to reimagine in-person selling and cold calling for the digital world. LinkedIn Sales Navigator gives you 20 monthly email messages, lead recommendations, unlimited searches, actionable insights and news, and access to free courses on LinkedIn learning. With all this access, it makes our quarterly partnerships goals achievable. Start your 60-day free trial LinkedIn Sales Navigator today by going to linkedin.com slash abg. That's linkedin.com slash abg to start your 60-day free trial of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. linkedin.com slash abg. Ah, the month of February. We get to revel in love for Valentine's Day, family and culture for Lunar New Year, and the start of tax season with the IRS beginning to accept tax returns. I know many of us dislike doing our taxes, but it's a necessary evil. Whether you want someone to do your taxes for you or answer questions while you do your own, H&R Block is a great option. They're available to answer a quick question, check your work, or do all the work for you. Their experienced tax pros can help via screen share, on-demand chat, and more. Following an unexpected year, your refund matters. For 20% off online tax filings, go to hrblock.com bossgirl. That's hrblock.com bossgirl for 20% off online tax filings. 
After our 100th celebration, it made us miss you all so much, and we just want to find ways to connect with you all even more. This makes me really excited to share that we're starting a weekly live show on Stereo. The Stereo app is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. As our listeners, you'll be able to record a question and send it directly to us, and we can answer it live. This app allows podcast creators like us to build an even more intimate relationship with our listeners by engaging with you all in direct conversation. Please join us every week as we catch up, talk about the latest happenings in pop culture, and of course, dive into our Asian American identity. If you want to catch the show, go to our Instagram at AsianBossGirl, click on the link tree in our profile, and tap on the link that says Weekly Live Show on Stereo. We'll be hosting the live show every Friday. Again, head to our Instagram account at AsianBossGirl and click on the link that says Weekly Live Show on Stereo to make sure you get an alert when we go live. Our live show will only be available to the Stereo app, so don't miss out. Once you tune in through our Linktree link, you can create a cute avatar and chat with us directly. Can't wait to see you every Friday on Stereo. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. So I want to ask you about Kelly. I mean, I'm sure so many people have asked you this question already, but we got to capture it on our podcast too. So the attraction between you and Kelly, you mentioned she reached out to you before the show. Did that attraction develop then organically or or was this something that the producer sort of prompted? Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, when I saw her Instagram, I was like, whoa, my quality of women are increasing, you know, after the Huffington Post video. (laughs) So it was just like, oh, she's cute. Um, Oh, she's got a boyfriend. Yeah, okay. And then it was more like um, her, her relationship with her boyfriend was rocky and... You know, for me, being single, I'm, I'm, when I hear relationships rocky, it's just like, oh, okay, like, I'm okay with that. I feel like that's like a signal from women to be like, it's a green light. Mm. But I, mis- I might have misread that one because I don't know if it really was now, <laughs> now that I think about it. But usually it's like, okay, it's going to break up. And, you know, they did eventually. So, yeah, I, I always told Kelly and Kane, I was like, well, if Kelly was single, I would ask her out i'd approach her Mm. for sure but we were always under like the impression of like we'd always make good working partners too eventually Mm -hmm. um so i always wanted to say to her like look we get along just as good as friends if there is something great let's pursue it uh i think she just remembered the first part because then when i did try to pursue it (laughs) she might have forgotten (laughs) and so yeah there was there was some like physical attraction for me Mm -hmm. in in the beginning and i I wanted to see what happens like she's a catch you know in so many ways for sure y'all kevin was waiting in the wings for kelly that's what happened he (laughs) Mm -hmm. like saw her and was like oh she hot but like she's dating someone and then when things are rocky that's when you're like okay you're waiting in the wings you're like is the door opening do i step in now totally and i met andrew before i didn't think that was actually gonna last like truthfully i didn't think that was gonna last so i was like i'll just wait this wait the rough tides out for a little bit we're, we're actually talking to kelly to, like soon mm-hmm. soon yeah. Okay. yeah are they are they are, are you in okay, good relationship with out. kelly yeah no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can keep that in she knows all this stuff too we we talk every day i mean not every day mm. actually me and kim talk every day and same with kane but like me and kelly we talk at least once or twice a week mm-hmm. just yeah. checking in just and and this is what i always loved about kelly and 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 i i i always genuinely cared about this about her like i knew she was a little bit different than the normal la person that i've met before when i visited she said to me if you need anything anything contact me like if you're feeling lonely need to go to karaoke just need to hang out like whatever talk and she's really good with that uh i remember when i first got here i was just texting her i was like hey so is there anything going on that like you're doing tonight that I could join because I don't know anybody here. I'm not really close with Kane yet to ask her. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, yeah, we're doing karaoke with Kane. Like, come join us. So mm. I did it. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, she's really good with her word of, like, mm. stuff. And I'll just text her, just ask her questions of, like, business or whatever she does. And and she's always responsive. And she she never asked anything from me. And it was, like, cool. Like, uh, it was pretty yeah. amazing. Wow. She seems very down to earth. Mm. Okay, one more question on this. Are you on good terms with Andrew? Oh. Mm. Kind of, kind of not. I mean, like, look, I empathize with Andrew so much because I had that dark side mm. a long time ago, mm-hmm. five or six years. And if I was caught in a reality show, too, with that, I probably would get just as much heat from him. You know, there's a very toxic period in my life. And that's kind of what I meant. Like, people change. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope he does, too. Mm-hmm. But there, I, I don't really talk to Andrew. I still see him as, like, the boyfriend of Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. We don't have much in common. Like, I don't do martial arts and play Power Rangers and rap or get into music. Like, there's, we, we just have nothing in common. Mm. Except for Kelly. You know? <laughs> I could see that. Uh, well, now that you cleared it up that, you know, you're not, you know, chasing Kelly. We're curious. I know a lot, a lot of our listeners are also curious about this. Um, are you currently dating anyone? And how's your love life? My love life. Oh, my God. It's been wild. Um, Please do tell. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if it's really love but it's just the the like the life of dating has been quite amazing like i um you know obviously me and me and kim have talked every day and she knows about you know some of my new encounters in my life i you know sometimes my heart got broken once because i i kind of opened myself up to this one girl mm-hmm. uh this is before the show even released actually and kind of got hurt from that a little bit because uh, you know I really did have these feelings of like you know this is something that I could see myself in for a while uh now it's totally different like I don't even you know I don't think that's ever going to work out and I'm kind of happy it mm-hmm. didn't but no dating's been a new challenge in the sense of like now it seems like there's so many options and quality options it's more about like kind of like well what do I really want now you know mm. from these options uh, of people because they're wonderful and attractive and sexy and it's like um now it's a different quality problem or is it like do I just want to mess around for a little bit I don't know like I've never had this many options in my life so who knows I, that's why I'm like confused <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty, I appreciate the honesty here. yeah before yes. the show I was so like yeah I want to be with someone you know now the show happened. I'm just like, I've never had this before. <laughs> like, oh wait, wait, so question. Yeah, so wait. Uh-oh. For you go first. For our listeners, okay. For our listeners out there, do you check your DMs? I do. I do oh, check gosh. my DMs. All right. And your that really is me. Your, your, yeah, your inbox is yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It sounds like Kevin's about to enter his fuckboy phase. I don't know. Oh, it could be dangerous. This. <laughs> I well, here's the thing. I. I I didn't even know what a fuckboy was until a year ago. And I was like, am I a fuckboy? I don't think I am. You might become one. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever had one before. Like, I've always been that hopeless romantic chasing a girl. Like, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you, why don't you want to be with me? Like, why don't, like, why don't you show that you want to be with me too, right? It always just didn't seem like it was both ways. And now it's more like the opposite. It's like the floodgates are open. Girls want to be with me. But also, too, it's like, what do they want to be with me for? Mm, like, yeah, you did true. watch it. Like, I'm not the crazy rich one, you know. Yeah. Like, or did you read that article that said I was worth 19? Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's true. I actually remember when we were in New York and I was talking to you, and you were so sad. I think it was about your probably the last girl that you were with, and yeah. you were super emo. You're like, I'm just gonna go sit on a train and go like go somewhere. I was like, wait, you should just come out to our after party where all of our friends are gonna be and hang out. And you're like, no, I think I want to be alone. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt yeah. so bad York, for you. New York reminds me too much of my ex. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's it's still kind of like, that was the girl that kind of like really broke my heart. Uh, and, you know, still talking about it, obviously, I think there's a little bit of uh, healing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. still. Uh, you know, we were supposed to move here to L.A. together wow. and oh, wow. have a career. And I realized it wasn't meant to be because I, I tell you what, if I was with her, I, there's no way this would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But true. there's still a little bit of like, like I, I really put it all in for her and I do believe there's something that you really kind of can't get back once you do that mm-hmm. so many times and you put your poured your heart into it yeah I'm yeah. a little bit more reserved with that and um you know I get hurt easier probably because mm-hmm. it's just like it just keeps going on it's just like uh I think this last 
girl that happened before the show. It's like it was just more of um, she would tell me she liked me, but she didn't show it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it was just very, uh, you know, I don't even treat friends like the way she treated me. So I was just kind of um, in a weird space at that time. But now it's yeah. it's like I don't have to. And I don't think anybody should have to deal with this stuff anyway. But like now I really don't have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't want to put up with it. And, you know, I think that's where I realize now looking back on it, I put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. And um, more normal people probably wouldn't have. And I'm just like, you know, I don't have to. Yeah. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So That's a very positive, valuable lesson to take away from it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's more just looking at then for the women that are approaching you, what is their incentive or what are, what is their motive? I guess. Yeah. And, and, and I think most women and men don't have to wait for them to be on television to do that. It's yeah. just that it had to happen for me, you know, like where I was like, okay, like there are options out there. There are people that want to be with me, you know, and, or just date and stuff. So has your ex reached out to you since the show? No, I kind of wish she would have though. Ooh. <laughs> but no, I've had, I've had, uh, one ex reach out hmm. uh but actually one ex that i i wanted to hear from um because we were friends we were very good friends before we dated i really messed up like i really messed up like not just as an ex but as a friend hmm. more than anything too um and when she reached out she was just telling me how it's great that it seems like you're really finding your place and your comfort zone and i was like yeah I'm so glad you reached out because, you know, we made the, you know, we kind of healed like the past. And I just said I was in a really fucked up place. Like I didn't know who I was. I was insecure. Like uh, I was immersed in this white world and I, I'm Asian and I'm just so confused what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, didn't, I knew what I was doing. It was not meant to be doing. And she's like, no, no, look, I get it. And uh, I'm happy for you. And. I said I was happy for her, too, because she has a kid now, a beautiful kid. And it was just it was so nice because the show brought so many magic moments like that that I Mm -hmm. I know wouldn't have been possible without it. You know, I have a question for you, Kevin. You kind of mentioned this earlier. So, you know, we asked about your your dating life um, and you're mentioning Kim and you're saying you guys connect so well. I I thought you're going to allude to the fact that you're dating Kim now. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. We 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 get that a lot. And my thing is, too, is like Kim really went through some mourning stuff Mm. like that was super transformative and intense for her uh i thought about making some group but it was like i really felt like i'd be some scumbag like Mm. totally jumping in to a person's life uh while she's vulnerable and i'm like yo you better think about this twice because if you fuck this up this is not just some girl she's a good friend of yours Mm. like don't go into it like you did with kelly and jump in so quickly so she really had this morning period where we talked a lot and she we talked about her dad Mm. and 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 just the miracle of us having this show to even go through that together um and just saying like how you know it's like it was meant to be she's buddhist too Mm -hmm. it's like you know whatever's meant to be will always be and she's like this Mm. was one of those moments you know she never would have gone through with this and it did bring us closer and um but now we're kind of just like you know she thinks i'm not ready because i have all these girls dming me and i'm like no i'm ready for you and then i'm like but wait am i i don't know Uh (laughs) oh man if it's if it's not a yes it's a no Uh, it's getting sloppy and Kevin, we do have an episode if, you know, if you're thinking about going to that fuckboy route, we do have an episode that maybe, you know, we talk about this uh, if you want to. Oh, it's actually I would love the, to join this. Oh. It was the second episode of our podcast ever. So this came out in like 2019, 2019, 18. We should do, we should do version 2.0. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Please don't. I will just, I will let you know that the fuckboy fuckboys that we had on got a lot of flack afterwards for i don't think i'm a fuckboy fuck though i don't think i am we'll hit you up in about a year and see yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i'll listen to the podcast over again and be like nope nope yep 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 who knows so. yeah more than 50 percent. let us know thank you so much for sharing your love life with us uh honestly speaking though it does sound like you're this does pose an interesting transition for you as someone who is been more of kind of looking for a long-term relationship and mm-hmm. and then going into this world and the setting in your life where now you have all these options 
And so I am, I am actually quite honestly curious to talk to you in about a year to see where you are, because there's no wrong answer, right? But it's interesting to, to be able to experience that, I think, in, in the path of you, like figuring out who you are and what you want for your future. And it's very possible that that could totally change from where you were five years ago. Yeah, like in an ideal world for me, it would have been amazing to have found that person before the show launched, mm. like right before. That's me and in my ideal world. Hmm. Uh, but it's like, now I have to kind of deal with like, okay, most likely some of the girls that hit me up, especially on social media, already know who I am and it's going to be a little awkward yeah. and um, kind of got to filter that through um, and just see what people's real intentions are. Um, and if it's real, because it's like, I have, I have, I don't feel different. I mean, I feel like Kevin just more like, oh, now whatever I say, it's like, there's a little bit more of an amplified voice. It's like people mm. listen now mm-hmm. or, or kind of uh, are interested. And so I, I find that to be comforting because my message and everything's never changed. So now I feel like I have a chance to actually have that message to come out mm-hmm. to more people and to have a little bit more of a change in people and, and for the good, mm-hmm. you know, like to see Asians in a different light. Um, and I think that's wonderful. But now it's more like, oh, uh, OK, so this person, like, what do they have these expectations? I mean, like, they I hope they see me as human where, like, I do have days where I just am cranky and don't feel like talking to people mm-hmm. or you know, I'm quiet or not funny sometimes or whatever, you know, that's probably 90% of my day anyways, like just sitting, not talking, you know, like, are they okay with that? Because <laughs> no, I've had that before where it's like, I met girls on social media before the show even happened. And it's like, I'm just sitting there just minding my own business. And they're like, is everything okay? And I'm like, this is me 90% of the time. Like, I'm not talking, you know, like, did I say something to you to make you feel that way? Like, like. Just uh, it's these weird expectations that mm. they think that I'm always on, mm, like I yeah, am yeah, on the yeah. show or all these podcasts. That can be pretty frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I just want the person to see me for who I really am. Like, that's a part of me. Um, I hope you like that part of me, but I also hope you like this, too, because that's going to be me most of the time around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what your Myers-Briggs is? Yeah, my Myers-Briggs, um, I'm a ENTJ. Oh, extrovert, intuitive, uh, thinker, and judger. That sounds so horrible. I hate it when I heard that. But there I am judging it. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a J. We're we're J's. You're all J's. Two of us are J's, and Helen's a P. Helen's oh. Helen's a P. I'm a P. ESFP. What's that perceiver? Yeah, perceiving, oh, yeah. Perceiving. perceiving. Yeah. Yes. More, yeah, more. I ask you the question more for our listeners than for me. That's- <laughs> oh, oh, I was just curious. I'm like, what are you girls like? I want to know this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an ESFP. Yeah, I know the e, the e changed for me though. I used to be an I about oh. ten years ago, and I retook the test, so now I'm more of an E. I am an INFJ, sometimes INTJ, INFJ. and I'm ENFJ. Wow, gotcha. y'all are very similar. Yeah, to Kevin, are we? <laughs> <laughs> or the N, the N, then the J. So intuitive and judging. Mm. I've never really figured that out. Like, what? Who's compatible for what? I just thought they were cool, just to like know about yourself. Yeah. Right. Uh oh. Now everybody knows so much about me. <laughs> I'm a Leo. I'm year of the boar, the pig, in Chinese zodiac. He's pretty much just building out a dating profile yeah. on the podcast. We're <laughs> gonna get more DMs, more flooded yeah. messages. Speaking of identity, um, you are ethnically Korean. Yes. And you were born in South Korea, adopted and raised in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and you shared this on Bling Empire, and also previously to that in in uh, different outlets as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, though. What what was it like growing up in Philadelphia as a Korean American kid? Like, how would you describe Kevin in high school? Angry. Angry is just a word that I think Philadelphians can relate to. Mm. I mean, I look, I think just being in Philadelphia, a lot of people are angry just, just in general. Um, I think it's partially the weather, the city, you know, it's not very clean. There's a big homeless population that needs to be fixed too. And education system, like all of these things that we, you know, as Philadelphians get angry about, but then for me, it was placed on top of it, going to a private uh, Catholic in high school that's predominantly white and not really understanding why you feel different and you're treated different. Um, But you're told that you won't be treated different by the white people uh, because you're like an honorary white person or you're not really Asian. And so you kind of hear this your whole life. You don't think that you are, but you are and then you're just this conflicting message and identity, but then also a desire to want to be 
cool and seen mm-hmm. in, in a good in a good light and usually it's just white people in that sense um and then coming home and not having parents that want to uh want to actually see their child be treated a certain way because of race not not actually believing it actually themselves because like who would do that you're mm-hmm. you're 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 like a, we see you as your son like you're not ugly you know you mm-hmm. are athletic you are all these things you're smart like why would they treat you differently like that makes no sense and 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 to other outsiders it sounds like my parents thought i was making it up no they weren't making it up they just really couldn't understand it because they they were like you're you're our son like why would they treat you like you're a mm-hmm. foreigner you're not a foreigner. You're mm-hmm. American. You know, we, you have no mm-hmm. citizenship anywhere else. Like, what, what would they think you are? And then I was like, they think I'm Chinese. They think we're all Chinese and stuff like that. And they're like, what's your Korean? Just tell them you're Korean. I was like, I try to, you know. <laughs> so it's very confusing and you don't really have an outlet to talk to or hear things growing up. Because now I think it's different because of social media, podcasts like this yeah. where you can talk about identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so openly, and I think one of these podcasts probably would have changed me in so many ways. Um, you know, you don't feel so connected when there's no internet back then or social media Mm -hmm. and you don't see Asians, you know, you do feel like the only Asian at the table or in the world even. So it's, it's a very, it's a very difficult situation to be in 20, 30 years ago. I think it's much easier now. Um, one of the producers, actually Jeff Jenkins, he he has a, uh, nephew who's, who's Asian and Korean adopted. And he recently watched the show. Um, he's really young and he's like, yo, look, that person looks like me literally. And it was so nice to see that because I've seen people who look like me, but they were humiliating to watch on TV. Mm. You know, and it's like, it always reminded me of like my flaws that I always had or what kids made fun of me for. Um, and you know, it's like growing up in a white community, um, and being by white parents, you don't see Bruce Lee as a role model. Actually. I never did because I didn't see all the things that he struggled with. They don't teach you that in school or education. You just saw the people using the noises and his gestures to mock you or make fun Mm -hmm. of you. Um, so that wasn't really complimentary to me. And now I have a different perspective on him. Um, I see the struggles, I see his wisdom and, and philosophy, and I admire that. But back then, when I was a kid in a white world like this, you just didn't see it. Mm. At what point in your life do you feel like you got to a place of accepting the fact that you are Korean and that you are proud of it? Because I could tell like you're very proud to be Asian. I, I think the turning point really got to me when... Actually, it was around the time when I broke up with my ex, uh, six years ago or something at the time. Uh, we were, I was really learning more about Vietnamese culture and, and just looking at her and she was so proud to be Asian. And, and she was one of the first Asians that I met. Um, one of them. I've met many Asians, obviously. But one of the first Asian Americans that I met that um, didn't look down on Asian men as inferior. And it was like one of these things where she was even pissed off where like Asian girls would talk about shit on their own kind and think that white guys are better and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like she's proud of it. Like I, 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 I get it. Like I love that. And so I started to dive deep more into it and, and it kind of it didn't click like this. It was just more like, oh, slowly uh, get into it. But. You know, every day seems to be something that challenges that, though, right? There's, um, there's always this, I have to accept the way the world is, and, but how much of it can I actually contribute to the change? Um, and really be in a right mindset with that, because I don't want to think I can change everybody's mind on that. That's just, like, mm-hmm. egotistical, right? Like, but where's my part that I can do to contribute to that? Um, and that that's really hard because sometimes I do feel more American than Asian at times, you know, mm. and there are times that I feel way more Asian than American. Um, and so for me, it's really hard to choose. Um, it's not like I can just chop this part of me out and just say, this is Asian. This is not. It's like really like mm-hmm. I'm very Americanized and I used to find shame in that. But I realized like there's no shame in that. Like that's my history. That's my background. That's my family. 
Uh, I'm not ashamed of my American family. Um, Mm -hmm. To say I'm ashamed of being Americanized is like putting shame on my family. And it's not true. They raised me really well, like with very good values. And I know I wouldn't be here without their parenting and and values and stuff. So um, I identify with the Asian um, struggle as well, uh, the Asian identity. Um, And that's what I really love about being Asian is like we have this platform now to be able to make us see what we have in common, not what we have that's different about us. And I think that's where I really struggle with some of the critics, right? Because, you know, sometimes a lot of them will be like, oh, this isn't good representation because it's rich people, such bad timing. And I was like, you're looking for the one thing that makes us different in this. But if you look underneath that, there's so many things that we have in common with the show, the themes, the people, the behaviors, the emotions, the things that we want with our family. Like, why aren't you looking at that for the representation? The mental health, mm-hmm. you're just looking at this is bad timing because it's wealthy and we don't want to be seen as wealthy. It's like, man, there's so many people who reached out to me that didn't just say, oh, thanks for the wealth. You know, it was like, you were, it was like, you were just fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm going off a little bit on that, but it's just, it's one of those things that, uh, really make me proud to be Asian when something like this, like Bling Empire comes out, uh, Warrior comes out, I love Warrior. Minari comes yes. out, like all of these great TV shows and movies. Like when Warrior comes, I know we're talking about Bling, but when Warrior 2 came out, and I was just like, I got so excited and so hyped and proud like of everything that I couldn't sleep when I, whenever I watched it. It got me so hyped, right? Same, uh, yeah. Yeah. Philip and I just started watching and it, it, it's done so well and it makes me so, so well. proud to be Asian. It's so totally. good and it's not tropey. It's not, you know, it makes us look really good. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. It's yeah. one of those martial arts things that make me proud that mm-hmm. we are known for martial arts, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't say that with every movie, you know, like Last Samurai didn't do that for me. Uh, but it was just, uh, there, it was something to be really proud of that I think the Asian community should speak more about, uh, mm-hmm. and not so much about, uh, when they see something like a wealthy thing, like uh, bling empire or crazy rich, they're really talkative and want to spread the word on that, the negativity, but you don't hear them when warrior comes out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you really are in this for the cause or for representation, you know, where where are you on yeah. this one? No, that's actually, that's a good point. And, you know, Kevin, I'm interested because, like, speaking about your background, you know, we know you're a model and actor, and that really plays into the role of age representation. Like, when did you know you wanted to become a, a model and an actor, and how did you begin and involve in the industry from when you started until now? I always wanted to do modeling because I wanted the proper representation for an Asian male image because uh i didn't really see any obviously just like a lot of people um but then Mm -hmm. when i when i first saw an asian guy that was like oh he's attractive and he's a model uh daniel liu uh have him in the documentary i'm in uh the ugly model as like the first guy that gave me the inspiration that this is possible Mm -hmm. so because i know when i first saw him it gave me the inspiration to know what was possible I carried that through everything I did. I was like, okay, well, we're the actors, you know. I always thought of being a model or an actor someday and just being what I saw on television and experiencing it. Um, And I I, I just said, well, if I felt that inspired and I felt hopeful with it, it should do it for other people. So whenever I do modeling or do these photos and stuff, like, or, or being myself on Bling Empire and taking my shirt it's really rarely ever to be like, hey, look at me, look at the six-pack. It's like, well, I just want people to know what's possible for Asian men, that we don't have to play these stereotypes, that we can be fun and playful and sexy. We can be seen as sexy, right? Um, And I want other Asian men to be like, oh, I could be that too. Like, I don't have to be pigeonholed into what uh, media thinks I should be, right? And so... It's really just about inspiring and and letting people know what's possible for us. We've all got goals. 
be healthy, find work-life balance, improve our relationships. But have you thought about your hair goals? Real talk, if you don't love your hair, then you need to break up with your current hair care routine. And if you're looking for something different, I suggest trying out Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair-specific needs. Here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair type and your hair goals, such as lengthen, volumize, and oil control. And because your hair changes with the season, you can change your hair goals before every shipment. Next, Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients for your hair, and they'll bottle your custom formula and deliver it right to your door in a cute, customized bottle mixed in your favorite color. They'll even print your name on it, so it's even more customized for you. Every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can go completely silicon-free too. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com abg to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com abg to let them know that we sent you and to get 20% off your order. functionofbeauty.com abg. Along with other digital brands, one thing we spend a lot of time on is social media. From ideation to execution, we like to create everything with intention. However, one part that no one sees that is super time-consuming is reformatting. I can't tell you how many times I had to redesign something because of the different dimensions. Now with Issue, I don't have to worry about that anymore. With Issue, you can create it once and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website and social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and more. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or anyone that wants to make eye-catching content. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com podcast and use promo code ABG. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code ABG at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ABG. When the cold weather keeps us inside, one of my favorite ways to mentally escape is to curl up and get lost in a show, sipping on my hot milk tea, sometimes with boba, even though it melts, and a soft, cuddly blanket. And nothing feels more transportive when I'm stuck indoors than watching TV from across the pond. Watching shows from around the world gives you a feeling of connectedness to people outside of your own bubble. And I know we're all craving that connection nowadays. That's why we have Acorn TV. Acorn TV is a streaming service that's rooted in British television. It has a rich catalog of exclusive, award-winning series across genres including mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. From production to performances, the series you'll find on Acorn TV are exceptional because they're cleverly written, visually striking, and feature renowned actors like David Tennant and Tandy Newton. If you're a fan of quirky British comedy, then the other one is a must-watch. It follows two sisters from very different worlds who had no idea the other one existed until their father drops dead. Plus, with Acorn TV, you get thousands of hours of new, refreshing content for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services at just $5.99 a month. We watch Acorn TV from either our laptops in bed or on our TV, and in our household, we've been watching a show called Loch Ness. Escape to Britain and beyond without leaving your seat. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code ABG. That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV, code ABG, to get your first 30 days for free. Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your story. We know you're not going to satisfy everyone's image of what they want an Asian man to be like, but we love how genuine and authentic and grounded mm-hmm. and real you really are. And thank you for showing us that today on this podcast. You're welcome. Yeah. What is one That sounded so advice? sad. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I, know, I was like, oh, no, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, what what is one piece of advice that you've picked up throughout your life, your career, that you always go back to and that you would want to share with our listeners? I always go back to no matter what where you are in your life, like how hard things are or hopeless it seems. Like it it will present itself in the future that it'll be useful to other people and yourself. There's a purpose to all of that because uh, I definitely didn't believe it for a while, but I kept telling myself, there's a purpose for this pain. There's a purpose for failure or the uncertainty or self-doubts, and it'll appear itself someday, and it really has lately. So uh, just you just never know what, when it's going to show up. 
That's great advice. And Kevin, what is next for you? Like, is there a Bling Empire season two? I hope and so. where can people find you to maybe not slide through your DMs or maybe to slide through your DMs, I guess? <laughs> I really hope, first of all, that there is a season two because there's so much to explore. But I really do see myself more in writing. I want to write more of my stories, memoirs, scripts, TV, movie ideas. So uh, especially as a Korean adoptee, I think those stories are very underrepresented um, in just Hollywood in general. And I'd like to bring that to life. Uh, but also, too, people can definitely slide into my DMs. But I would say this. Try to say something different than like, hi, you're hot. Or I saw you on Bling Empire. Say something different. You know, one thing that drew my attention is some girl literally just said, hey, let's go out for coffee. Just something normal. Oh and that's now attention. everyone's gonna be saying that. Oh yeah. my god! I know, right? Everybody's like, coffee is like yeah. you got twenty cups of coffee in a day. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be so jittery. They'll be like, "Why are you so jittery?" I was like, "This is my fourth date and coffee." <laughs> but yes, I love coffee dates. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us today, Kevin. We loved getting to chat with you and having you share your perspective and your story with our listeners. Congratulations again on all of the success that you're um, experiencing with Fling Empire and beyond. And uh, we are hoping there's a season two and we'll be following along in your journey. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed this chat with Kevin, leave us a diamond emoji in the comments. <laughs> or a coffee yeah. emoji. Or a coffee. Yeah. Is there a coffee emoji? One I of the two. Is. Yes. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee or diamond or both. And we have some shout-outs this episode. Brianna from the Bay Area, which is a happy Founders Day to her Katie Five sisters. Angela from Houston sending a shout-out to Christine. Thanks for being such an amazing sister and always being there for me through these times. I miss you and I hope this brightens your day. Chanel from San Jose says, Hi Nandini, I know you're listening. I just wanted to thank you for being my friend throughout these years. I'm so happy to have you in the Bay again and hopefully we can see each other more once COVID's over. To Helana from Sila in Toronto, hope you are taking care of yourself well during your busy tax season. To Ruby, whose birthday is on February 15th, your fit fam in Toronto is wishing you the happiest birthday. Catherine wishes a happy 25th birthday to Amanda. I'm so lucky to have a friend like you in my corner. I can't wait to watch you shine in what I know will be a really pivotal year for you. To Jesse Barra from Thomas in Fremont, California, you are an amazing and beautiful capybara, and I still can't believe that I get to spend the rest of my life with you. I look forward to the good times ahead of us, as well as the difficult ones, as long as I get to go through them with you by my side. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on our Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and click on shoutouts. For links and codes to partners we shared in today's episode, please see our show notes. And for more partnership discounts, head to our website. And if you want to support us, here are some ways you can do so. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. And if you'd like to support us through monthly donations to help keep this podcast running, you can do so at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. Thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye! Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of ABG. I'm popping in real quick to remind y'all to check out our live podcast tomorrow on the Stereo app. Like I mentioned earlier, we really want to interact with our listeners more, and Stereo is the way we're doing it. Join us every week on Fridays as we let loose and chat about whatever's on our mind. Last week, Helen and I were able to throw it back to the 90s, and we shared our stories from AIM. We also got to hear our listeners' voices for the first time, which was so cool. Again, we'll be going live tomorrow, so check our show notes for the link right after this episode. See y'all there!